After COVID-19 brought the world to a screeching halt, teachers and students of all ages were forced to go digital. For the next 30 minutes, we're going to be talking about all of the newest technologies and strategies that educators are using to help close the gap between the physical classroom and the virtual classroom. So stay tuned for news, exclusive interviews, and more right here on Virtually Educated, WPCZ, LPFM, Demarest. Hey, what are you doing this Friday and every Friday at noon? Have lunch with us, 12 o'clock variety show, on Z98 from Salmon F6, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College. Would you like some country and conversation while you chew? Some hip-hop and hot topics added to your hot plate? Want some pop while you pop a snack? We've got your back. We're the show that makes you go, hmm, while you, hmm. Join us every Friday at noon, here on Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont College. What's up, Lions? This is Savannah Richards, and you are listening to Virtually Educated right here on Z98.7 FM, the student-run radio station at Piedmont University. And I hope you guys got a chance to enjoy some of the festivities yesterday with Symposium and the yearbook release party. Uh, If you haven't picked up your book yet, you should email Dr. Tingle about that. Find a way to pick it up uh, because it's a really great book. We spent a lot of good time on it this year uh, to try and make it as interesting as possible and to try and make it as aesthetically pleasing as possible. And I think that the whole staff is really proud of how it turned out. And so... I also want to take a moment to say congratulations to all of our symposium presenters from yesterday. A lot of people presented some really good research. I had a group that did a presentation uh, early in the morning, kind of 9 a.m. in the chapel. Uh, But I know people were presenting both online and all over the school, and it was just such a great eventful day. And we got off classes, so that's always fun. (laughs) Um, But I actually have someone here in the studio with me today. I have a co-host, a special guest, a high school special guest, uh, coming in at only 15 years old, a sophomore at Grayson High School. Uh, This is my sister joining me here in the studio today, uh, Noe Richards. How are you today? I'm good. Good. Uh, Thank you for making the drive up here or having mom drive you up here since you're still little learner's permit baby. Yeah. (laughs) Um. But I know it was a bit of a trip, but thank you for coming and taking the time to talk to me a little bit about your high school experience and COVID-19. And I know that this is something that we have talked about a little bit before, uh, but I just want to go into a little bit deeper detail and spend our full show today just kind of getting your story. So tell me a little bit, just kind of overall, how has your school experience been for the past year? A strange one being completely online, but... It's been difficult, but fun in a way. But fun. Tell me, tell me more. There's been like different things that I've gotten to do. There's been different ways of doing things. And I think it's something that not many people will get to do. And so it's kind of just like a novelty thing in a way now. Interesting. I, novelty, I've kind of played around with that idea a little bit in a different way. Because I have had the thought, and I know some other people have had the thought, that, like, I'm going to get to tell, like, grandkids about this someday, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, do you remember doing school projects where they give you, like, a, a historical event within the past hundred years or so and say, hey, go ask an old person about this and then write down what they tell you? Did you ever have an assignment like that? Yeah. Like, where they're like, hey, 
go find a Vietnam War vet and ask them about their experiences, which is a crazy thing to do. But um, yeah, I've actually written a whole paper on that. Yeah, was that your was that your assignment? Yeah, we did it for Veterans Day. I got to ask our neighbor. Oh, did you talk to Mr. Bill? Yeah. Okay. How was that? That was interesting. I bet. Uh, but yeah, that's that's going to be us someday. We're going to be the, the crazy old mm-hmm. neighbors who kids come to to ask about the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah. What's your response going to be? Just out of curiosity, in, in like 80 years from now, whenever you're the, the 90-something-year-old neighbor next door and the little kids up the street come to ask you what it was like living in a pandemic, what's your response going to be? It's just so much to cover. I think it would be so hard to, like, explain what this year has been and, like, how, like, school was during this time and stuff like that. Like, are they really going to understand that or is that going to be something, like, that's a norm for them now? That's an interesting idea. You think there's a possibility that we could still be kind of in this situation in 70, 80 years? I mean, for a lot of students, this has worked really well and then for others it hasn't. Yeah. I think you're right. It might be a thing that sticks around is digital learning or wearing masks or something like that just because it works a little bit better for certain people. Yeah, you're not. And that's something that we've uh, we've had conversation with with a lot of teachers and a lot of students is just. So where do we go from here? Because I don't think we can ever just go to a place where we were before 100 percent like this all happened and we can't just move on like it didn't. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's something that's really interesting and it's being talked about a lot. And we're going to talk about it a lot more coming up in our next talk segment. So stay tuned. What are you doing? Give me your keys. Man, I'm fine. It was just one shot. I don't care. You can't be driving. I'll be fine. Trust me. I'm only a mile from the house. And what could go wrong? Drunk driving is a leading cause of teen deaths. One in five teen drivers involved in a fatal crash had some alcohol in their system. Remember, just one drink is one too many. What's up, Lions? Welcome back to Virtually Educated here on Z98.7 FM, the student voice of Piedmont University. Uh, If you didn't hear my last talk segment, I have a special guest hosting with me today. I'm here in the studio with Noe Richards, a high school sophomore at Grayson High School in Loganville, actually. Um, But we were just talking a little bit about where we think the future of education is going uh, after COVID-19. And you mentioned that you think that some, it's to some degree, digital learning might be, or might continue to be involved in school life. Yeah. I mean, it's already... I mean, I take online classes over the summer sometimes, so it's something that we're already familiar with, Mm -hmm. and it's something that's been going on since technology has really started to develop more. Mm -hmm. And so to see, like, the ability that we now have to have Zoom sessions and stuff like that, it could really be a bigger thing for, especially since we don't have too many teachers now, and we are lacking with teachers uh, to student ratio. Like, that could be a thing, is where we have students who are online doing work online and students in the classroom, which is what a lot of us are experiencing right now. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting, because the student-teacher ratio has, to my understanding, gotten significantly worse because of COVID. 
you had lots of teachers speaking out, especially early on, about the safety uh, safety issues, safety concerns, about whether or not they should come into work or be required to come into work or whether they should be required to teach in-person classes. And I don't think you hear as much of those now, but a lot of teachers decided to retire early on in the COVID season um, because they just didn't feel like it was a risk to their health. And I'm in no means criticizing anyone's decisions. I'm just stating that that's what happened. Uh, And so you do, you see this issue with teachers and a lack of subs which is, especially in big counties like Gwinnett County, where we both grew up, it it can be a very big problem. Yeah, I, freshman year, I had a class of, like, 39 for one of my classes. And, like, my orchestra teacher, she's, like, a single, like, she doesn't have any help, and she teaches, like, 300-something students now. Oh, wow. And so, which also she, it's her first year teaching at Grayson, so it's kind of just, like, a weird thing for her I guess I feel really bad for her honestly I mean that's hard that's really hard Mm -hmm. especially to be a new teacher coming in and then have that much responsibility and it shouldn't be like that it's not a complaining thing in that oh I have to teach this many kids I shouldn't have to do this like this is abnormal this is not how the school system was supposed to work or how it was set up to work Uh, student-teacher ratios have just been insane. And it's been that way since before COVID. Yeah. Because I remember, I mean, we're looking at three years ago since I was in high school, but I had classes in high school where students sat on the floor because, and once again, we went to a really big school, Mm -hmm. uh, but there just wasn't enough desks. And whenever all of your students have to take these classes to graduate, you have to put them in a classroom. You have to do this and there's just not enough space and then you have teachers who are trying their best to be good teachers but that requires kind of personal communication you know yeah also like I have teachers that don't have planning periods so like they can't plan lessons and stuff like that but it's just like it's insane to see like they have to have six classes and they can't have that one hour that every other teacher has and stuff like that to plan their lessons or to grade work so they have to do most of it at home or they have to stay after school for forever and it's just like that's taking away from their lives Mm -hmm. and I don't know if you do you follow any teachers on TikTok I know we've talked about this a little bit off mic yeah I I follow a, a few but I yeah a lot of teachers on TikTok and a lot of teachers who are using social media they use it to raise these issues and to kind of bring attention to them and get get an audience to understand what they're going through. And a lot of what I've heard from these teachers is that they're being required to do so much unpaid work because they have to stay at school so late, grading papers or doing doing these things that are a part of their job, but they're not being given time to do during the time that they are working because they are teaching so many extra classes, because they have so many students, because they're still having to be good teachers. They still have to give office hours or allow time for students to come in after class and take tests. You know, all the things that teachers do. Yeah. Have you ever had to come in after school and, like, get tutoring? Yeah, I've had to come in before school, after school. I've had to, like, skip practices sometimes to get, like, a test done or get some extra work done that I haven't done yet. Yeah, so 
I mean, imagine being a teacher and volunteering to talk to how many of your students, if you have 300 students, and let's say, you know, 20 of those 300, which probably is a low ball, 20 of those 300 needs to make up some kind of test or need help with some part of the topic or need you to help tutor them, you're then dedicating how many hours just to those students, which is what you're supposed to do. That's being a good teacher. But then also you have other work you need to get done as well that's then not getting done during school hours. And then you have to take it home. I mean, it's just it doesn't stop. And I've seen a lot of teachers speak out about, hey, we need time to be at home. We need time to not be at work. And that's something, oh, I want to talk about that. Uh, Because that's something else that's been talked about a lot with digital learning and with Zoom is there's no longer that separation between school and home. Because you've done all online, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So school is your home. Yeah. It's, It's interesting whenever my teacher looks at me and goes, I'm giving you some homework and you're already sitting there doing another assignment for them. And you're like, I'm already at home. This isn't really like homework. Yeah, (laughs) it's just an assignment. Yeah, no, it's just another assignment. It's just something else that I need to write down on my whiteboard to do for the day. Mm -hmm. And how is that added up for you? Because I know I've heard a lot of students talk about the amount of work quickly becoming overwhelming. Yeah, Last semester was really hard. I ended up with, like, a lot of NTIs towards the end of the year. Not turns in for anyone who doesn't know. And then, like, I had to finish all of them in, like, a week. And it was, like, 20 assignments. And I just didn't know that they were there. Mm -hmm. Or, like, I had forgotten about them and I just hadn't checked my grades in a while. But I was working, like, from 6 o'clock in the morning or, like, 5 o'clock in the morning if I got up early to do something to, like, 8 o'clock at night. Like, there was just no stopping point in between. And so, like, I would easily forget about an assignment or I'd lose an assignment somewhere and I'd have to go and search through tons of papers to try to find it and stuff like that. So it was just, like, chaos. Mm -hmm. But they've gotten better this semester, which is, I think, partially they don't want to grade it anymore (laughs) because it's a lot of grading for them. Yeah. Because I know a lot of people who are also in school right now and... We've been given, like, different assignments because there are some things that you can't do on a digital format, but then there are some things that you only can do on a digital format. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, teachers are having to grade extra work, too, because you have digital students, but you also have your in-person students and stuff at most counties. Gotcha. So how much of your workload do you think is busy work? Because this is – busy work has always been a huge controversy at school – how much of our assignments are actually to help us practice and to give make us get better at what we're learning and how much of it is just doing assignments for the grade? Uh, how much do you feel like it's changed at all between freshman year when you were at school versus sophomore year when you were all online? Yeah, I definitely think I get a lot more busy work now. Mm-hmm. Like there are just teachers that'll be like, hey, so we're going to do this, 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 this to get to this point. But then it's just like I could just do the assignment. Yeah. So like those work, that work isn't getting graded. So it's just another thing on top of all of my other teachers who are doing the same thing. Okay. And it's like just so that they can make sure that I'm actually doing it. Mm-hmm. And I get that that's like something that some students need. But for me, like personally, I could skip the rest of that. But then the one time you skip it, 
they're going to put it in for a grade. Yeah, that's. do you have a lot of assignments like that where it is unclear as to whether or not it's going to be graded? Like, have you got any of those teachers yet who say, do all of your homework because I'll be taking some of it for a grade, but I'm not going to tell you what? My math teacher. He does that a lot where he gives us, so we have worksheets every day, which is how I learn math. Mm-hmm. I like to learn it by doing worksheets every day. So that's great. But, like, normally I would be, be told, like, this day is the worksheet that we're going to grade. And so, uh, like, he doesn't tell us, though. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm doing, like, five worksheets throughout the week. And they're, like, 12 problems each. And I don't know which one to focus on. Interesting. Is that, do you think that that's different because of COVID? Or do you think that that's just how that teacher is in general? I'm not certain. Interesting. Yeah, I know that I had some some teachers like that when I was in high school who would give assignments and then not be very clear on which ones are going to be graded. And I understand the philosophy behind it. I understand that it is to try and encourage students to do all of the assignments. Uh, but I also just think if you're going to make me do an assignment, grade it. Put it in the grade book. Because then you get more cushioning in your grades. And it doesn't, like, each assignment does not count for as much. Um, That's just me. Because I feel like if you do all of the work, you should be rewarded for all of the work that you did. Like, you should get that credit for all of the work that you did. But that's just me. Yeah, and the more grades, the better. The more grades, the better. Always. Always. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of homework on concept. I think that eight hours a day of learning is more than enough like I know that at least in the county where we grew up uh, you're only required to have three hours a day of actual instruction so there are homeschool programs where you're all online all day you do three hours all the way through of schoolwork and then you're done for the day Mm -hmm. and then also let's talk about IMG this might be a little bit of a tangent but I'm, I'm rounding around to a point here let's talk about IMG IMG is a huge huge private school on the south border of Georgia and Florida and they have a football program that is run like a college program and this might be a little bit bitterness from from me being a Grayson student uh, who played them in football and lost every time but their football players at that school do three hours of classes a day and then the rest of their day is dedicated to weight training and football training and drills. And it, it, they're, they're treated like D1 football players. But these are high school boys. But it's not, there's nothing legally wrong with that because you are only required to have three hours of actual schooling a day. And a student's attention span is not that long. Especially coming from the digital generation, as both of us do, especially you, our attention spans are not that long. And so whenever we're talking about homework, I think that when you have, whether it's three or eight hours a day that you're in school and you're learning with maybe an hour break in between for lunch, that, even in my brain, is kind of pressing the limits of how much you can pay attention and how much information you are going to actually retain. Then to say, go home and spend the rest of the time that you could be using to, you know, do things to 
develop your brain in a healthy way, like play sports, uh, see your family, have meaningful interactions with friends, a.k.a. hanging out. You know, you could be using that time to do these things, but instead you are putting your brain right back behind that desk and saying, nope, we are going to focus and we are going to memorize. Mm-hmm. Which is not how our brains are made to work. Yeah. But anyway, I might have tangented there a little bit, which brings me back to whenever they have you guys sitting behind a desk when you're at home all day long working on schoolwork, is that really an effective way of teaching because then you're even more stagnant in how you're learning and I already think that the way we teach in in most classes in most high schools uh, can be very stagnant and it teaches your brain to learn in a very specific way because it teaches you this kind of stuck behind a desk learning um, where that's what you do you sit behind a desk and you hear the information and you memorize it and you regurgitate it until you don't need it anymore because you pass the test with that that whole cycle. S- then you're at home, you're sitting at home and you're stuck not even in a real classroom. You can't even really have conversation with your friends anymore. You're all online. Has it affected your learning at all? I I would think just like by looking at my grades, like some of the grades are like a little bit lower than I wouldn't I'm not going to complain. They're not bad, but like they're lower than I would normally see. Mhm. So like that's been a thing is like trying to keep up with those grades like Mm -hmm. some things that I've learned to do or from reading articles about it is like sitting in a place where you can see nature is something that can help because you have a form of movement around you and uh changing your positions every now and again like where you're sitting so like one class I'll do at the kitchen table and another one I'll do at my desk and one I might do on the couch like I'll move around the house a little bit and it seems to have helped like just comparing semester to semester from whenever I was, like, completely sitting in one spot to whenever I was moving or to whenever I was out in an area which had, like, daylight in it and stuff like that. Yeah, and those are some really good tips uh, that you'll also see mentioned a lot online and from parents and teachers discussing this exact topic is how do we make this a more effective way of educating. And we're going to talk about some more tips coming up right after this short break. What's up, Lions? This is Cam Verona bringing you the latest news about Piedmont University and things going on around campus. This week is a huge week for the Piedmont campus, so stay tuned to see what Piedmont has to offer. And I'm telling you, this is the first full week of Piedmont being a university. It's really crazy this is coming to pass. Piedmont College officially changed to Piedmont University last Friday on April the 9th and unveiled its new logo and new look to expand into a university. But don't get it confused, it is still the same Piedmont with the willingness to provide an educational experience that is personal in approach, passionate in application, and practical in impact. This upcoming graduation on the May 14th date, and from here on out, will be the graduating class of Piedmont University. The QEP director in Next News invites applications for QEP student fellows for the 2021 and 2022 year. There will be two student fellows, one serving on each of the Demarest and Athens campuses. The fellows will help to develop and implement activities on both campuses and serve as communication links between the students and the QEP steering community and subcommittees. But there are some requirements to become a student fellow for the QEP program. Student fellowship is open to rising sophomores, juniors, and seniors with good academic standing. Applications must be submitted to Dr. Schmitz, 
no later than April 21, 2021. The letter of application should include the reason that the applicant would like to serve as a fellow and the campus which includes Athens or Demarest for which they're applying. The fellows will be announced May 1, 2021. All right, welcome back to Virtually Educated right here on Z98.7 FM. And we were just talking a little bit about a couple of different tips that have been proven to make high school digital learning easier or make it more effective. And you just mentioned kind of off mic um, using planners as something that's helped you. Yeah, I have a, I use an online planner, which is Google Calendar. Mm-hmm. Because some of my assignments already pop up in there. But I'll just, like, mark down what I have to do for the day. Or I have a whiteboard that has the days of the week on it. Mm-hmm. And any ac- assignments that I know ahead of time or any Zoom calls I know ahead of time, I'll mark it up there on Monday. Okay. And has that worked for you? Yeah. It's helped me, like, keep remembering, like, I have a class now. I need to actually do my class. Mm-hmm. Or, like, oh, I have this assignment or I have an essay due on Wednesday type things. It kind of keeps you... In the mindset? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I've also heard that having, like, a designated spot to be your workspace, like, finding some space that's just works for you and keeping all of your school stuff in that area and kind of setting up an area away from the rest of the house to be your school space has helped some people. Um, And I know you were talking about moving around a lot helping you. Mm -hmm. And this is just for the other people kind of like me in my brain space where uh, if I see a bird fly by, that's all I'm going to think about for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> um, but yeah, finding whenever I was on home a lot online for the last half of my semester last year, uh, finding one spot and staying in that spot and keeping all of my school stuff there really kind of helped me cope uh, because I'm a compartmentalizer and I couldn't compartmentalize my schoolwork from my home life the way that I normally would. I mean, you also had this problem, I think, to some degree, whenever all of us were home last year, me, you, and mom, all day, uh, at at the beginning of all of this, where it's just like, we can't get away from each other anymore. We're stuck at home together all the time, and we're all trying to use the Wi-Fi for Zoom meetings and stuff, so we all just had to go to our separate corners of the house like, I would stay downstairs in the summer room with my little desk, and that was my school setup, and then you would be back in your bedroom towards the back of the house, and then mom would sit in the living room and do her Zoom stuff for work. It should, you, have to, you have to find your space and make that your designated work zone. That's what I'm going to call it. Because then it's, it's the same as if you were sitting in a classroom or if you were somewhere where your brain has been trained to focus. You have to train your brain to focus in that specific space. Or at least that's what worked for me. At least a little. Yeah. I don't know that my brain was made for online learning entirely, but that seemed to help a little bit. Yeah. My brain is just like, I can't sit still. So mm-hmm. moving around has helped me focus some. That's nice. Did you ever do the uh, the outside thing where you just like need some fresh air so you'd go sit outside and do class? No. Where's the weirdest place you've ever done a Zoom meeting? Probably our front porch. The front porch, really? Yeah, I think I was out on a Zoom meeting one time when we were sitting out there. You never did a Zoom meeting, like, walking through Walmart or, like, in the car or anything? No, I have done one in a car. You have? Where were you going? Uh, 
I was like driving to practice. Mm-hmm. We were driving to practice, and my teacher was just like going over time talking about something uh, because she she sometimes can go on a ramble. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like in the car on my phone, not even paying attention. <laughs> it's okay. I definitely had some days where I was, uh, I had made plans to be somewhere else and then forgot I had a Zoom call. And then next thing you know, I find myself like Zooming on my phone, on mute, walking around like a thrift shop or something with friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not the best person for Zoom classes, but that's just me. Yeah, my brain just works. Thank you for coming and taking the time out of your day to come on up to Dimmerist and co-host my show with me. It's been a blast and for all you out there listening be sure to tune in again next thursday at 4 p.m for my final show here on virtually educated it has been a wonderful time i've had such a just a great experience with running this show so far and if you haven't had a chance to check out my website yet uh, all of my shows from the past have been posted under the capstone section of savannahrichards.net so if you missed an episode or if you missed a show and you want to have a chance to go back and listen through any that you might have missed or maybe catch my blog posts which come out weekly uh, take a look at those a lot of times they correspond to what I've been talking about in the show feel free to go do that once again my website is savannahrichards.net and you can find any of my capstone related content on there also for anyone who is interested definitely check out some of the other capstone projects that are going on in masscom right now Uh, a lot of our students are doing videos that you will definitely want to see so make sure to check that out tune in again next thursday at 4 p.m for another 30 minutes of exclusive talk and interviews right here on z 98.7 fm